Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. And I'm doing the show tonight with just my long-suffering producer, John Roberts. Oh, God, I'm here again. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. Just let me, just let me go. <laughs> Why don't you let me go? <laughs> because you have not yet paid for all your sins. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be here for a while then. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. That's what you get for putting it on layaway, man. I mean, they say five easy payments, but, you know, are they you don't, really that you, easy? Do, you don't take into account the interest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and interest. I think that's what I feel leeching away from our audience. So, <laughs> <laughs> like we already had it. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> so, uh, Sue's a little under the weather tonight, so we uh, we hope she makes a full recovery soon. Um, and we hope everybody had a lovely Thanksgiving. Uh, I personally was in Hawaii visiting family I haven't seen in decades. Uh, wow. So that was actually pretty great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I was on Oahu. I also got to go to the Big Island for a couple of days and see my cousin Megan. Um, it's uh, Mauna Loa erupting for the first time in 40 years was a complete coincidence. It happened just after I left. Yeah, sure. Can we mm. Yeah, you did something. I know you did. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, I did not. Um, yeah, and Threw something uh, in there. <laughs> Don't throw trash into the into the volcano. This is what happens. How was I to know they were a virgin? Anyway, uh, wait, no. Um, oh my god, <laughs> I was avoiding that one, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I didn't, I, I didn't realize i wasn't the only one anyway um oh my God. <laughs> oops cell phone anyway um yeah if you uh, want to join in on mocking me or or expressing envy for my trip to hawaii you can email us uh contact at civilpoliticsradio.com which uh, civilpoliticsradio.com also is our website, which is where you can hear previous episodes of the show uh, and catch supplemental episodes and other good stuff like that. Or, you know, if you prefer social media, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio uh, or at civilpoliticsfm if you like to tweet. And Elon Musk hasn't decided that, uh, you know, we're just too disruptive for his uh, his life anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! It's just it's just every day I go on there thinking it's just not going to load. It's just not going to load. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And there's not really a, a replacement that no. there people are going to Masseton to Hive to co-host, and there's nothing that's really that is really up to the task, which is unfortunate. Twitter is actually very unique, which is pretty it interesting, honestly. I, I agree. Well, Hive apparently has massive security vulnerabilities. Yes, that, it does. <laughs> that put people at real risk of being having things stolen from them. Oh, and, goody. 
Yeah, and uh, my understanding about Mastodon is that uh, it's kind of like World of Warcraft or whatever, in that like one one is on different servers, so you know you're not necessarily interacting with everybody. Huh. And um, that's actually like a very good way. Yeah. Um. Kind of. Uh. You're the. It's it's decentralized, so you can be on one server or one um instance of Mastodon. So whatever, like Morlock at Mastodon dot social or whatever. That's not real, but yeah. um, your that is your home account. But you can also follow people on other instances. So if we had a if if we had an instance like civil politics dot social or something like that mm-hmm. and um but i wanted to follow someone on evidence based dot social mm-hmm. then i could i could follow them but the th- the thing is with Mastodon, and it's fine um but the thing with Mastodon is it's there's no discovery which yeah. is a big part of what makes Twitter special. There's no actual like discovery. Um, How do you mean? You can, uh, what say? What do you mean? There's no discovery. So um, when you go on Twitter, uh, you can mm-hmm. click your home, your your timeline, and yep. uh, all of your friends and people who who you follow come up. But yes. also, it it adds in uh, if you have it set the, this way. It adds in like random people ra- random tweets for uh stuff that you might be interested in or depending on what your timeline is maybe this person would interest you as well so oh. there's there's that plus there's the hashtags and um just the trending stuff that you can yeah. just click on and I there's do a look trending at, i do look at trending stuff on twitter i use timeline view i just want to see like i follow like a couple hundred people and mm-hmm. they're all interesting in various ways so like you know, when I just look at the general feed, I just want to see stuff from those people. I, I'm not necessarily interested in, uh, you know, having Twitter curate my experience. Like, well, the, I especially uh, don't trust it now. There's um, mm-hmm. there's one uh, there's one person I follow that um, makes a lot of good points. Um, mm-hmm. I will look Thank it up. You. And, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> there are two people that I follow that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one thing that he he uh he was saying is that because the discovery uh isn't as as easy it's not like everybody's in the same place so when you share stuff it'll get disseminated through like your friends and your friends of friends and everything like that and if it gets popular enough it'll just go on your timeline you know if it's if it's in the same mm. interest the thing is that uh there are a lot of writers and creators that's how they get discovered <clears throat> and that's how they yep. get readers especially marginalized people like uh black um black uh brown people mm-hmm. uh, lgbtq people you know like um people sell books because yep. they they got uh noticed on twitter so that it will not happen on something like mastodon yeah it's not this because in Twitter subjects, people, tweets, um, when they go viral, it's a snowball effect. This person reason this and this and this, and it keeps ramping up and ramping up. And that's why you uh, you see tweets with like hundreds of thousands of likes because it it spreads like a virus. Yeah, it's a it's a meme. You know that mm-hmm. that 
it's viral. So you wouldn't have that. It's not as it that wouldn't really happen on a Mastodon. It's it's more intimate and you can um, follow just who you want and and follow like people that they um, you know, repost and things like that. But there's not a lot of uh, here's this random thing that you might be interested in. Yeah. So, but um, I think Tumblr is actually adding something like that. So they're trying to get back people. <laughs> like it's going to be like 2002 <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. There's not really a place like like a like an like a place where everybody on Twitter or the, the people that you know on Twitter are kind of flocking to. There's no like, yeah. it's kind of like when um, a lot of people were, were, were deleting Facebook, like where are they going to go? Like before yep. Twitter. Yeah. Um, and people are like, we're going to Instagram. It's like the same, same stupid thing. You idiot. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there's not a, like, like we said, a Mastodon hive co-host t- Tumblr tick, like uh but the other the other thing this guy said, and it'll be this will be the last thing I say about this, but it's it is really interesting. Um, Twitter is the only social network right now, the biggest one that uses text. Yes, like YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Those are all photos. A Tumblr, for the most part, those are photos or video. Yep. Uh, Twitter is is very specific. Like that's you can vote that is writing like that is every tweet is fashioned and can show off someone's writing skills. Yes. So yes. <clears throat> you yeah, one can so post videos, but it, it's, it's not like, well, wait, there's, no, not the there's no picture. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. exactly. The focus on Twitter is the written word. And with a lot, with like a lot of other, of the other popular social media, um, sites it's video or photo that's that's pretty much it so or even like soundcloud that's audio you know um so uh it's you know hopefully google will bring back um google plus again we'll we'll get that i (laughs) you know if google came up with something that worked like twitter i would happily use it google plus actually did work like it i remember it was uh, a good. It was a, honestly a good service. Like it yeah. sucked that they killed it. Um, I I really liked it. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they'll bring it back. Um. Anyway. Uh. That's well, that's uh, all I'll say about it. Yeah. Um <clears throat> The thing I liked about the thing I I like about Twitter is that discovery because I've found people who have really interesting things to say about topics that I didn't know I was interested in, like. Uh, 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 public defenders in New York talking about bail reform or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, game designers who are also interested in, uh, you know, in in Judaism and Jewish thought and Jewish thought, Jewish culture and writing and talking about that. And, you know, going into explications of, you know, here's how various, you know, Jewish thinkers interpret passages from the Old Testament uh, you know, from the Torah and here are how Christians look at it. And it's like, you can see they're coming at this from totally different assumptions. And that's why like talking about like Jewish and Christian thought or Judeo-Christian thought is like really like not that useful a label and, you know, and all kinds of stuff like that stuff I would never have seen. And of course also um, black Twitter, 
is uh, yeah. genuinely a good thing. Uh, I learn a lot. From, I mean, no, seriously, Literally everything funny comes from black Twitter. <laughs> I, a lot of it does. And that's great. But also just, you know, without black Twitter, uh, you know, the black lives matter movement probably wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, there's so much more to do, but oh my God, just the way it's elevated discussions about, you know, critically important issues and allowing, you know, people like me to see, no, really, this this problem of, you know, police violence, for example, is far more pervasive than uh, regular media is allowing me to see. Right. And that absolutely has opened my eyes to an important reality that was otherwise hidden. So, you know, we, we need yeah. social media. It's it, it's absolutely this is why people talk about it being a potential force for good. And uh and so naturally, some billionaire who made who you know inherited money from the apartheid era yeah. labor exploitation, <laughs> a, a a billionaire that is literally a cartoon villain. Yeah, he yeah, his really. life and his like his parents and his life are basically um uh, it pattern it it follows after uh, Flint Hart Glum Gold from from Dogtales. I swear to God. Oh my God! I yeah, Flint okay. Hart Clum Gold from Ducktales and from the Duck comics, the original Duck comics. He was a uh, a, a a mine owner in South Africa. Oh my God! And really? he would <laughs> he would try to, and that's why he was so rich. Uh, and this is like during apartheid, <laughs> so um, wow. there are stories of. He, the Musk family, like one one thing that they did on family vacations where they would go off into the desert to look for like a lost city or something like that. Huh. Um, so DuckTales and uh, his mom wow. looks like Cruella DeVille. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, I his, his, wow. his entire his entire like life is a cart is cartoon villain. And not even like just villain like from a from a serious drama. No, this is like DuckTales, Tailspin, like yeah, like Saturday morning cartoon level, like Captain Planet level <laughs> villain. Yeah. He's well, hanging out with Hoggish Greedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's just so terrible. And now I'm picturing all the all the quote unquote fanboys he's got out there on Twitter is like you know the Beagle Brothers. You know, oh yeah, like- the Beagle Boys. <laughs> oh my God, I need to I need to Photoshop this. Yeah, yeah, you oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's ah, just the imp- terrible. The important work we do. Yeah, um, and if I Photoshop it and put it on Twitter, it might go viral. <laughs> yes. But speaking of important work, um, our Congress is is <laughs> is hard at work right now. Um, yeah, show, yeah. Oh, well, half of a half of a show. Yeah, but yeah the, the, the know, quarter yeah. show. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, our our Congress is definitely hard at work uh, screwing over the working men. Yes, um, and and really women great. and 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 people and bees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. Just the 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 hardworking people, yeah. American citizens. Class, and not. Uh, yeah. They the our our president, hero of the working class, is working hard to screw them over. It's great. Yeah. I I gotta say, I actually sent a message to the White House that I was just so disappointed with how this is 
playing out. Yeah. Um, you know, because, yes, uh, a national rail crisis would have severe economic consequences for the U.S. It could uh, make things harder for for people who are sort of hanging on by their fingernails because gas prices might go up. Food prices might go up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, people might wind up losing their jobs because. Oh, like, no, might about it. All of that would happen. Right. So I understand that is a significant concern and absolutely uh, using uh, the Congress does have the power to regulate interstate commerce. And so this is like the law is about 100 years old that allows them to to stick an oar in and and resolve this dispute. So I get it. And um, uh, I understand, you know, that you know, wanting to like allow the labor unions and the uh, rail companies to work out their bargaining issues themselves. I, I get it. But fundamentally, the issue here is that uh, the the essential workers who do the essential work on the railroads uh, don't get sick time and mm-hmm. uh, don't really get proper paid time off. And that means that they can't schedule like, yeah, I'm going to go on vacation or, you know, or, oh, yeah, you know, my mom's funeral's coming up. So I'm going to go to that. And it's like, nope, you can't schedule. Or I have COVID off. and I need to stay home. Right. I Right. So I need sick time. Yeah. Uh, like there isn't dedicated sick time. And the uh, contract as uh, as it was negotiated uh, was that they would get one additional you know, paid day off, which they could use for sick time, I guess. Um, and there was a proposal that went through the house that basically said, no, add seven days of sick, sick time, mm-hmm. paid sick leave to the contract. And I don't think that's what passed in the Senate. Nope. Um, the, so, uh, making the strike illegal. So without making any changes was passed by 80 to 15. And mm. the Senate rejected the measure to offer paid sick leave by 52 to 43. So because they voted as in 52, votes. well, <clears throat> as in 52 voted for, but that wasn't enough to break cloture rules. Correct. And stop. Uh, OK, well, um, yeah, I, I really think I, I mean, in in the end, obviously, there's only so much. Uh, the president can do to like make Congress bend to his will. But I do think that if President Biden were just saying like, it's absolutely unconscionable, seven days sick leave for these essential workers is absolutely vital, especially when there's still a real risk that they could get COVID. And, you know, uh, we can't be putting the, the interests of the American people uh, uh, behind the interests of the, you know, the profits of these companies and whatnot. And if he just kept leaning on that and making it a big, pu- drawing a big public line in the sand, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, there would have been, if they would have been able to get the votes they need in the Senate just to pass that. Yeah. Because I, I know the Republicans don't want to give Joe Biden anything, but the, the consequences of this going through, you know, could hurt them. And, you know, there just there just comes a point where it's like, yeah, OK, seven days sick time. Come on. Come on. 
yeah, it's it's uh, and <clears throat> six Republicans voted in favor of the Senate's paid sick leave effort, and only mm. one Democrat voted against it. Guess who it was? Uh oh oh man, I've only got a 50-50 chance of being right. You can do it. I'm gonna I guess, believe in you. I'm gonna guess, because I should have looked this up. I'm gonna guess it was guy who makes tons of money off of coal mines, Joe Manchin. Very good. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah, basically I made sure that we voted not to increase inflation, not to put more hardships on the American public, especially in West Virginia. Uh they they couldn't that that piece of legislation had already been negotiated by the Secretary of Labor and Labor Unions, and I don't think uh, we should be interacting um, because if we do, it would never stop. Yeah, shut up, man. <laughs> the The thing is that the the sticking once point, you allow the poor people to take <laughs> one day off, then they'll be asking for two, and then when will it end? <laughs> yeah, the 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 thing is the. Um, the the four of the unions uh, approved of this. Uh, four yeah. of the twelve um, approved of this, uh, yeah. and they the rest of them were just wanted more sick time. Yeah, the majority of the unions wanted more sick time. Yeah, just give them more sick time. Yeah, but then that wouldn't have cleared Congress. So, yeah, and in the end, like. The thing is, we like the country depends on railroads, yep, and if there and this is the perfect time for, to to do a strike because but it, it would have maximum leverage, as they oh, say. Oh yeah, God, yeah. it would screw everyone, especially uh, with deliveries like during the Christmas season, the holiday season, mm -hmm. um, and uh, getting fresh vegetables to people yep. because uh it's you know everything's out of season and everything like that like there's so yeah, much absolutely. that the rails do it would completely screw the american people like the lowest like the people that are counting on a lot of things so it, it's yeah it, it really is a catch for congress like what do we do here not just not just for the economy or although that would be completely upended but just people getting food, you know, like that's, so what do you, what do you do with this in this case? Um, really the, the thing you should have started with is saying, give them seven days sick time and, and flying that up the flagpole yeah, and then seeing just, what happened. Well, um, n nailing that to the yard arm is I think even a, a, a better, uh, uh, yeah, variation of that analogy because it's like no it's stuck up there we can't take that down we yeah. are you know like either th either we carry through or that goes down with the ship and you know i you know joe manchin you know is is going to be joe manchin but i think at a certain point it might be like okay but maybe we can find a we can pass a specific little narrow like suspension of the filibuster to avert this national crisis kind of thing. I don't know. Like it just seemed like like the Democrats, uh, the Democratic leadership, especially uh, uh, President Joe Biden, Mr. I love unions and trains, mm -hmm. uh, just did not go all out.
And that's that's really, I think, what he what he should have done is he just, you know, I, maybe and maybe the the calculation was like, oh, he's he, you know he's unpopular and whatnot. It's like, yeah, but you know what's going to make you more popular if you back something that I think most people would like. And yeah, I mean, I honestly, I, it's December. Yeah, you're not running for anything anymore. Yeah. You know, and anything that you do now is not going to follow the next <clears throat> the next Congress. It's going to be complete. Like they could do anything right now. Yeah. Um. And the thing is that the 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 weirdest thing is that the the far right, Mar- like Marco Rubio, Josh Hawley, and Ted Cruz, agreed with the progressives. Yeah. That they were screwing over workers. Yeah, when Mark Hawley and Elizabeth Warren are both like, yeah, no, this is a bad idea. Josh Hawley. Like, isn't that what I said? You said Mark Hawley. Oh, my apologies. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I, I was picking the wrong guy who supported and then ran from the insurrectionists. Sorry. Ah, I see, yeah, I see. My, my yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, <laughs> it certainly caused for like, wait, what? am I on the right side of this thing? But, exactly. Are we the know, baddies? You know, but in this case, no, I really don't think we are. I think it's the the stop clock right is right twice a day thing. And yeah, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, this is exactly this is exactly the sort of, uh, I don't know, sell out to the big corporate interests thing kind of kind of situation that uh i was concerned about and that you know the bernie bros were yelling about would be would happen back in 2020 and wow geez they were right here it is happening right now um you know uh yeah i i i'm just very very disappointed and i i wish i had a simple clear answer um like i said i wrote to the white house i actually logged onto their website and sent a message to the president just spelling out my disappointment and how yeah uh, how ups- upset I am about this um yeah yeah well uh there is some moderately good news um that we there can won't talk be, about with there uh, won't be food and vegetable and gas shortages and everything no i meant like just with oh. um with with uh with with the house just in general like not not this this is terrible news just all around i i don't like it. <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah right yeah we should talk about that good news <laughs> but actually we are just coming up on our halfway point so why don't we uh play the psas the promos and the station ids and satisfy the dread fcc and then come back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes here in valley free radio how's that sound sounds good to me all right well then don't go away folks we'll be right back Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. 
For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we return here on Valley Free Radio with more civil politics. This is Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. John Roberts is still suffering through doing the show with me, Michael Dow. Uh, and our erstwhile uh, uh, number three is uh, home suffering with a, I don't know, head cold or something. But Sue, hope you get better soon, whatever's going on. Who's uh, <clears throat> Who's the winner here? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is doing the show or suffering from uh illness i don't hmm. um <laughs> a plague on both your houses and it's named mike or something i guess <laughs> anyway um yeah so uh yeah so you were about to say that there's more interesting news out of the house of representatives uh, more looking ahead to uh, the uh, next Congress, which starts Ju- uh, July, January 3rd <laughs> of next year. Correct. Um, so uh, we have tentative House leadership um, roles filled. And the yes. most important ones, obviously, are the House uh, minority and majority leaders. Not not really the um, the speaker, though we'll get to that, but the House minority leader for the Democrats, because obviously the Democrats lost the House um, <laughs> by like five, I think. Yeah, it's very yeah. slight uh, by, by not a huge amount. And uh, exactly some some mistakes in New York uh, actually are, were pretty critical to that. So, yeah. <clears throat> by the way, I just uh, as an aside, did you hear that um, in uh, uh, Maricopa County, uh, Arizona, because uh, some uh, some county officials are refusing to return or to certify the electoral counts? Uh, if they if they can get away with doing that, if the courts can't force them to actually do their legally required jobs, uh, that will change the vote totals such that one of those uh, Republican House seats will flip to a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just yeah. amazing. Just yeah, amazing. And- and somebody in like the the one of the the state school officials that was elected actually would also they th- that seat would also flip to a Democrat. And it's just like, OK, look, if you guys really, 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 really want to insist that your votes are invalid and shouldn't count. OK, but Aww. that's not how it should work. That's not the law. But all right. They, <laughs> they had to certify. Yeah. I, I mean, they have to. They do. <laughs> Like the, um, like the courts will require a specific performance, but 
you know? no i mean like it, there there was a chance that they that they could like can't, can't stick to their guns and and not serve but yeah the, so though so that that republican seat is going to remain republican yeah it would be the funniest thing like i i i wish i wish yeah but it's not uh, it's not happening oh well um yeah. <laughs> anyway uh the house um leadership uh um for uh for the democrats have been basically chosen the the formal votes will happen in january with the with the upcoming congress um right. but uh hakeem jeffries uh is is uh slated to be the house minority leader which is crazy because he's not his age isn't measured in epics <laughs> epochs <laughs> He's only it's, slightly older than I am. He's in his mid fifties. Yeah, he's in his fifties. That's crazy. And he, it's he's a new from New York, I, I believe Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he did a he did a really good job in the um, impeachment proceedings uh, mm-hmm. last year. So that was that was pretty good. Um, he's fifty two, actually. Oh, he's exactly my age. He is fifty-two. Yeah, he he quotes Biggie. That's that's something. Mm. <laughs> uh, if I knew any quotes by Biggie, I could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, don't be mad, Mike. UPS is hiring. So. Um, <laughs> yes <laughs> so uh yeah he's he's an interesting fellow um he is a member of the congressional black caucus obviously he is he's an african-american mm-hmm. um he uh is taking over for nancy pelosi who is giving up her her uh her leadership role yes. and i don't even know if she's gonna run again like in the next election we we'll see um i shouldn't be surprised if she if she doesn't she would be in her mid 80s at that point jeez yeah i know and, and i think, plus I think like her, yeah. the thing that happened with her husband is just yeah. terrible and i think that's really like pushing her her decision to the forefront you know like it, yeah absolutely um, absolutely and yeah. i i like the the worst thing about that was you know uh, 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 a perfectly harmless old man was attacked in his home by somebody with a hammer. Like yeah. that is the worst thing about it, but almost as bad. And certainly with larger national implications of the way in which it was being uh, uh, derided and uh, explained away and misrepresented and, and, and made into some kind of, I don't know. Gag. Yeah. Like a homophobic joke. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Twitter. Yeah, Elon Musk sh- sharing misinformation. Yeah, great, excellent. Oh, by the way, one more thing about that: they are ending their Twitter misinformation um, uh, notices. Yeah, or, or uh, COVID nineteen misinformation. So usually, when you look up something with COVID nineteen, like someone tweets something that has complete wrong information or something there's a little notice that says like this is wrong they're not going to be yeah. doing that anymore so anyway um yeah uh so it's really going back like yeah it's it the whole thing is terrible like the like just a, a man attacked his home uh with a hammer and just 
grievously injured and it it upending completely upending like the um our political landscape yeah it's uh yeah um the creeping normalization of political violence is well among other things hey we're a show called civil politics guess where we fall on the idea of political violence yeah that was a hard one yeah um yeah yeah, it's it's not going to it it doesn't go anywhere good and you know and even when even when the side i agree with wins the actual bare knuckle fight for power the actual no people are are exchanging blows and there might be might be deaths involved um you know even when that happens it's still it's still a failure it's it's not yeah. really yeah because because the larger system is eroding and uh things are things work better when we all agree willingly like yeah but this is on the whole this is good for me so i'm gonna go along with it you know because nothing's perfect you know Mm -hmm. life is full of compromises and we've all got to sort of adjust and make deals and whatnot And, and it's that logic that that leads to uh uh how our our government functions even you know even though there are problems and it doesn't always function well but you know compromise on legislation well you want x and they want y and so you get you know two-thirds x and one-third y and eh, okay well at least something for everybody you know it's not perfect but it's something we can all live with and that's increasingly uh an increasingly something i think that we need to highlight because it certainly beats well let's beat an old man to death with a hammer you know, let's um, shoot up a bunch of bunch of uh, congressmen at a baseball game. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi um, spoke to the press about um, the about her husband. Uh, someone asked um, on about her husband's recovery. She said he's coming along. It's going to take a while. Head injuries are uh, they have an impact beyond sur- surgery. It's a big yeah. thing. But then she yeah. says, thank you for asking. Like, so he's he's on the mend. Thank God. You know, um, it, it's he's not still in the ICU, I don't think. So that's good. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's go back to Jeffries because we yes. can just talk about political violence all day. So um, <laughs> the first black leader, um, congressional black leader. Uh, and excellent. I mean, he is somehow a member of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. OK, well, why which, is that? What's surprising about that? He's a very um, centrist and a very establishment Democrat. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Used to be a corporate lawyer, I believe. Uh, Got a lot of money from from finance in New York. Um, Part of the New York machine, basically. Mm -hmm. The big thing is he was a part of uh, this group of of, um, Congress, Congress members that did this true blue um organization mm-hmm. basically they were supporting uh incumbents uh incumbent um democrats in races against uh getting primary challengers. from the left yeah 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 he was one of the people pushing to to prop up henry cuellar against jennifer cisneros down in texas as i recall yeah yeah so i don't yeah. know how he is a member of the progressive like he calls himself a progressive i don't i don't get it 
I don't I don't get it. Like um he might he might have some progressive um ideals, you know, maybe. Yeah. Uh but if you're going to start propping up people like that against people that were actually progressive that might have actually won, then yikes. You know? He's no Ayanna Presley, is what we're saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not one bit, no. Alas. Um, who is unfortunately, uh, I believe, um who's who's up for election in uh in 2024 for Senate? I think Warren. Oh, Elizabeth Warren is up for re-election in yeah. 2024. And she said that she was gonna she she said that she's running again. Yeah. For some reason. So I my hope for Ayanna uh, Presley uh taking taking over that seat um is dashed <laughs> well we'll see so disappointed <clears throat> um but, but we'll see because it's quite possible that you know two years from now senator warren might decide nah okay you know i am gonna move on or, or whatever so awesome well, i i i really like what she's been doing in the senate but uh i like yeah. her yeah i but senator ayanna presley does have a pretty good ring to it as well um, and she is significantly younger, so that's that's a that's a strong plus. I don't know. Um, uh, I I would think that um, I I would suspect that it might well be uh, that that a great a great thing that would happen dreaming ahead for twenty twenty four and beyond would be if uh, the Democrats can hold on to the White House that Senator Warren as you know Secretary of the Treasury. You know. Yeah, she would be really good. Like we we talked about this like uh, right. a few years ago. She would be really great in a in a secretary position. Right. Um, and then then she'd have to leave the Senate and then there'd be a special mm -hmm. election. And yeah, Ayanna Presley would be a great choice. That being yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um so uh the, apparently the the progressives in in Congress were like, yeah, sure. You know, there were there weren't a lot of um people that were against it. Uh so it's just, I, it just blows my mind that, like, someone that would, like, it, it anyway, um, on the other a side. A liberal in, uh, a, a, a moderate uh, in his mid-50s, a moderate black man in his mid-50s is still, I think, in terms of understanding the issues that all too many Americans face in this country and, and like, the, like, being clued into the challenges that uh, we're going to face in the decades to come and why they matter. I, I think Mr. Jeffries is still going to be an improvement over Speaker Pelosi. Oh, no. See, you know, let me so, let me let me make sure I, I, I'm understood. I think please. that he's a fine choice, you know, especially <clears throat> with the makeup of Congress. Congress yeah. uh, is like with the makeup of the Democrats. The progressives do not have a lot of power. And um, he is as close to progressive as this Congress would allow. So yeah. that's okay. fine. My yeah. I'm my sticking point is he is in the Congressional Progressive Caucus and he pushed um, incumbents against progressive candidates. Yeah. Which I, which it, like when I when I happen upon something that just doesn't fit together, I just stick on that. But I think he, I, he seems like a good guy, you know, like he's uh he, he'll probably do very well in um in this Congress. And he said he's going to be focusing on winning back the House 
2024. That's going to be his, that's going to be his big thing. So hopefully, uh, he, because he'll, he's in that caucus, he'll, the progressive will actually have more of an ear. Um, Pelosi was okay with them, you know, but, yeah. uh, let's see how he can negotiate basically. Um, so, uh, other than uh, Jeffries, um, Massachusetts Congresswoman Catherine Clark. Yep. Uh, She's the fifth uh, district. She represents Medford, Framingham, Woburn, Waltham, and I think I think Revere. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have been able to do that. <laughs> I grew up here, so I don't I, I don't have the the mass the uh, the I, close to the north. I wrote it down ahead of time. She's yeah. <laughs> someone I've been paying attention to because she is one of the uh, uh, more, uh, you know, one of the part of the House leadership. And I think she's uh, she's going to be the minority whip, which I think she makes is her going number, to be minority whip. That's and number two, Pete okay. Aguilar of California is going to be the caucus chair. So he's in charge of messaging. So okay. uh, we'll see how how well she's she whips because. Um, <laughs> There's going to be shut up, be, shut up, because uh, there's going to be a lot of um, votes because it's so close. Because the Republicans are going to have control over the legislative calendar and what goes to a vote, but the things that go to a vote, mm. it could be like they could get some centrist Republicans to switch sides on some issues. Yep, uh, they would only need like five or six. Yeah. Uh, so that's not terrible. So if she can whip everybody to vote um, in the same way and get some more and gets get a few more votes from the other side, yeah. then they might actually be able to get something passed, which is really great. More of um, that compromising and everybody getting something is actually yeah. working across the aisle or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of across the aisle, uh, Mr. McCarthy, Congressman McCarthy, he's uh, uh, he he's got a caucus full of election deniers and uh, uh, QAnon types and uh, maybe mm -hmm. some remnants of the Tea Party caucus. So he's got a whole bunch of people who think government's all a bunch of lies and it it it's illegitimate and should and shouldn't be happening. And he's going to be trying to get things done with them. So. That'll That's be fun. right. Uh, one fun thing about about him is he wants to be Speaker of the House. Now, yeah. Speaker of the House is voted by the House, the entire yes. House. Indeed. So this isn't like House Majority Leader, um, which is another position under the the Speaker, like in the House, um, in the House uh, Majority Leadership. There's Majority Speak. There's Majority Leader. There's Whip, and there's there's Caucus right. Leader. Obviously, so, those positions are intra-party, so they are exactly whoever is a Republican gets to vote on that, and the Democrats don't have a say. But the Speaker is an <laughs> office. Yeah, everybody. it's created by the Constitution <laughs> and is specifically voted on, constitutionally required to be voted on by the House. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And his the big thing is he wants to be speaker, but he might not have the votes to be yeah. speaker. There there are there is a small contingent of Republicans, like far, far right Republicans um, like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Actually, she's supporting him. Oh, well, she probably um, the she's guy like, from California. I forget his name. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> oh I, man um, there's a any, few republicans from california um and mccarthy's one of them actually i said recall yeah uh anyway um i'll look it up later so uh there are like there's a small contingent of like five or six republicans that are just like we'd rather have pelosi than mm. uh than mccarthy we do not like this man so what could happen is if all the Democrats vote for some, like they they figure if they, out, a, if they all vote for Nancy Pelosi and those five Democrats defect, then Nancy Pelosi would be Speaker of the House for another yeah. term. Well, what probably will which happen, I think is normally I would be against, but it's like okay, if that's how it's going to happen, then all right. <laughs> well, what would what what will probably happen is if he can't get the votes for a for the majority then the democrats could go to the the republicans and say look we like we how about this republican here yeah and they can they and <clears throat> then just like a third of the republicans can vote for him all the democrats can vote for him because of course it would be a guy and uh and that he would be speaker of the house right they'd only they'd only it would, it's going to be a republican no right. doubt if, if the Democratic block, if the Democrats, you know, maintain block discipline, they'd only need to pick off five or six Republican votes exactly to uh, to to pick some Republican. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Elizabeth Cheney and Adam Kinzinger aren't going to be in the new Congress, so it won't be them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, yeah, somebody that the Republicans could go along with and it almost certainly would be uh, a Republican. But. You know, there's got to be one or two members of the House somewhere that uh, who, who aren't completely odious to the uh, Democratic caucus. Yeah. Um, and this is something that McCarthy is like on on TV, like saying, like, the Democrats are going to pick the next House um, speaker of the House. Like, that's not true. Really, the the most likely scenario is that every like they whip everybody into shape. Everybody picks him and that boom, there you go. The, the yeah. secondary situation would be the most of the house or like half of the republicans or even two-thirds of the republicans are voting for this more centrist guy and then some of the democrats follow them and vote for that guy too yeah like they don't have to maintain block discipline they like they just need no. to have enough to get a, a majority they just and yeah. this isn't like a it just like needs 218, con 218 representatives exactly. have to vote for the same person to make that person Speaker of the House. And once they're Speaker of the House, they have a lot of control over votes that go to the floor. So in theory, they could be like, yeah, OK, now y'all have buyer's remorse, but too bad. I'm going to make sure that a motion to pick a new Speaker of the House will not come to the floor. Yeah, I think that's something they could do, uh, at least for a while and then who knows yeah yeah and it's it, secret ballot right so they could realize anything. that i didn't realize it was secret ballot it's secret ballot so they oh. could anything could happen uh, yeah so this is going to be really interesting come january really really interesting um i think he's still going to get it because he's the front runner like there nobody else has like the name recognition and isn't a complete specific person the nobody else is like a very specific person so the uh <laughs> so um 
we're going to we're probably going to see McCarthy in the leadership, but it, it, there is a there is a non-zero chance that we, he will not get the job, and it will go to someone that isn't completely off his rocker. So mm. that's going to be really interesting. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Um, just, we only have a little bit of time left. Just uh, just a couple hits, if you don't mind. Far um, away. Supreme Court is going to review uh, the student loan forgiveness plan. Um, yep. In February, I believe. Uh, and the appeals court has halted the special master review of mm-hmm. the Donald Trump um, documents. Uh, so that is just going to be done by the by the Justice Department unless that is going to get sent to SCOTUS, which uh, SCOTUS has ruled on that. They, they oh. or or they have they, declined they pat, they punted on it. They, they said the 11th Circuit, we're not overturning the 11th Circuit. So it's done. Boom. So, nice. So, so Justice Excellent. Cannon, her, her, right. You know, because, because federal courts are, have limited and specific jurisdiction, they can only hear a case if there are certain criteria that are met and none of them were met in this case. So, you know, for, for the, for Trump appealing to her court. So like there was mm-hmm. no, there was no basis for her to even hold hearings, much less issue any rulings. So all of that is just, void it's all undone i am very happy about this yeah me Um, too this is great so (laughs) that means the justice department will uh be able to go ahead uh with reviewing the documents and uh as they are reviewing them like after they get to review them there might be we don't know what's going to happen after (laughs) i don't think there's going to be any indictments but um there, the well, case is going forward. So it's I think not that's gonna be up thing. to the um Justice Department uh, uh up to the Attorney General. It's gonna be up to the newly appointed special counsel. True. Yeah. Who but is that, gonna I mean things. like yeah. there's a possibility that something actually might happen. Oh, I think there I think there's a strong possibility that we'll see indictments. Not in the next couple of months because the special counsel will have to take matters in hand. But mm-hmm. uh, I think by summer. We could oh, well man. see uh, um, certainly more subpoenas, some indictments. Who knows? So there could be a big trial happening uh, in 2024. So we'll see. Yes. I I, I gotta it. say, I gotta say, aside from my personal dislike for former President Trump, just the idea of like, oh, a, a, a government official has you know misconduct and and they're being held to account legally and publicly. What a great thing. Yeah, like we need I, more of that. Yeah, definitely. And if any, if if it could be anybody, then might as well be him. Yeah, quite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, thou reaps what thou sowest. So, anyway, I hear the music. So, does that mean I should wrap up the show for I tonight? I believe it does. Yeah. Oh wow! Already? Wow. Well, I guess I digested us too diverted us too long on the twitter but anyway um (laughs) thanks for listening everybody this has been civil politics here on valley free radio coming up next is subculture followed by table of contents at 10 and then okay asia at midnight uh we've got a podcast of this show that'll be coming out to you tomorrow morning i think now is how we're doing it yep Uh, good um, job putting it out saturday mornings good job genre and then a repeat broadcast on mondays at four so listen to us all over again 
Um, and we'll be back with more civil politics uh, next week. And uh, ooh, wow, the year's almost done. So, oh, happy birthday to the father of video game cartridges, Jerry Lawson. He was a uh, one of the few black engineers in video games. He invented the concept of taking a piece of software and inserting it into the game machine instead of having the game hard-coded into the actual console. So because of that, we have Nintendo, we have Atari, and anytime you take a cartridge out of a game and put in another one, that is because of him. He was born on uh, December 1st, and so I just want to mention that. It's, it's the best thing. He's a great man who's done great work for the human race. And I, I applaud his, is he still alive? He is not. He passed oh. away in uh, 2011. Well, oh, young. All right. Well, we salute your memory, sir. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back with more Civil Politics next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.